Hey guys, welcome to episode 51 of the 1023 Soul Shop Talk podcast. Uh, I think for now, I, I was going, so I sat down to record this and I was like, all right, well, maybe uh, maybe we'll call it like the Daily Diesel Show episode 10 because I'm sort of the same format, same place, same sort of timeline. Um, I don't I don't know. So the, the Daily Diesel thing, like we got nine episodes in. That's honestly more than I expected to actually get through. Um, but we got we got nine episodes in. And the point of it from the beginning was really never to be actually to continue forever to daily do it. <laughs> to daily do it. <laughs> it's late. It's late. Um, wasn't The intent wasn't to do it every day. It was more or less like, like I needed to get some things uh, off my chest, I guess I needed to say some stuff, um, that was going to take a lot more than like a normal formatted show would be like. And, uh, I thought it was kind of maybe a good way to connect with more people, see who's interested in what you're interested in, um, along with the learning experience of like, uh, the commitment to taking that time and doing it every day. And all of that was good. Like I learned a lot for sure. I think a lot of good stuff was put out there and I do, I do hope that, it was mostly useful to most people. That's the goal with every one of these shows. Like, otherwise there's really no point in doing it. Um, you know, there's a lot of stuff that's interesting. So today what I want to cover is what it looks like sort of from, uh, our perspective running an online store, not like in the shop. Like, what does it take? What actually happens? What actually goes into it? Um, and then what, like uh, we've got a lot of changes coming up right now. Um, and, uh, by the way, we'll talk about it more in a minute, but we are hiring. So stay tuned for that. What are like, what does it take, um, to run the, to run a store and what are the changes we're making and why? Because there's a lot of like, there's a big, um, industry shift that is happening and it is going to drown a lot of people. It's going, to, it's going to put a lot of uh, parts retailers and repair shops um, and performance shops, accessory shops, whatever, out of business. A lot of people are. And as far as I can tell, uh, we've sort of identified like some of the things it's going to take specifically for a parts or a retail um, shop, like an online retail shop to exist in the future. And I do hope that this somehow finds the people that it needs to and anyone who feels like continuing talking about this topic can maybe go a little more in depth. But um, but it's an important conversation to have for consumers and for shops. Like we cannot go into this blind because there is a very big change that is happening and it is happening extremely fast. Like Like we're... We're at the point now where we are on the edge of, like, I'm, so, I'm speaking for us, like, as 1023 Diesel, um, we're on the edge of having put off understanding these changes far enough that it's almost too late to start figuring out what we're going to do next. And so it's very important that going forward, um, it, we act very deliberately uh, in order to be able to exist. And this isn't to be like, 
you know, oh, dire warning, the industry is falling apart. It sort of is. I mean, there's a lot of factors here, and we're going to try to cover it in a short amount of time because it is like 11 o'clock or something. What time is it? Yeah, 11 o'clock on Monday and on Memorial Day. It's late. I got a lot to do. Anyway, here we go. So what are the changes we're making? Right now, um, we are in the process of uh, like rebuilding the data on our site. So you'll probably see if you browse around our site frequently that uh, product descriptions, what we're offering. Um, matter of fact, we just got rid of we just got rid of it. So this this is one thing that, that's always bothered me. You know, when you're not like shopping on Amazon or Walmart or whatever, like a big website, when you're looking at like a small company, um, you go to their website, they've got all these categories of things you can shop for. And then like you go to a lot of the categories and like they're empty. There's like one product in them. And it's like, ah, it pisses me off. Why did I even waste my time? I don't know. It drives me nuts. But we had that. Like literally I can think of many times where I've gone to websites and been like, that's stupid. Why do they, why are they even trying to be that business if that's not, if they're not actually going to offer those products and be like uh, shoppable? That's the point of an online store. But we had that on the later modern power, modern power strokes, Cummins and Duramax stuff. Like, you know, we had a couple simple things like intakes and whatever, uh, lights, steering boxes, things like that, that were on there. Um, but we never sold any cause that's not what our business model is. Or we always focus on seven threes. Um, we put a lot of work into making like data structures and everything for those to exist. And then we never filled them up. And there's a lot of good reasons for that. And this is what part of what we're going to talk about is managing data, um, as seamlessly as possible for a shop. So I'll say if you're a consumer, I think it's important to understand it. But if you're a shop, it's more important to understand why this is, uh, why this is necessary. Um, anyway, so, so this weekend we bombed it, blew it up, deleted, uh, the, uh, Duramax and Cummins categories on our store. Um, you're going to see a bunch of changes coming. They're all gone. Like every day, every day, our store is going to be different from now on. Like structurally it's similar. Like you can still shop the same way. Like the seven, three parts are all there and all that. Um, but we're changing the descriptions uh, the layouts, what we're offering, how we're offering it. Um, we're changing the the images, like especially the documentation, um, tons of information. We are adding, basically we're creating a, uh, a matrix of uh, uh, information for products. So they're very easy to understand what to buy and why you'd want to buy them or not based on what we understand. Um, and like every product, every category, whatever, it, it'll link to more information um, than what's necessary or relevant to have on a specific product page. Like one of the things that gets complicated is packages. So packages are frustrating, like power packages that we offer. They're frustrating because it's not, like they're not necessary in that all, like all they are is just a, uh, an assembly of parts that that give you options to work well together. And so what would make sense practically is that we would take like like all right, well like I know just like with builds build plans that we do when you schedule your build call with us from our store and we can talk about your build. Um I know that like approximately like like 86% 86% of people end up with 
basically the exact same build on Super Duty trucks and on OBS trucks, about 86% end up with the exact same build. After we have a conversation of what parts actually make sense for what you're going to do, like how much power do you actually need? We've talked about that a lot. Um, and so what I could do is I could say like this is a, like you literally just point and click. This is the, all of the parts that are needed. That gets complicated because what if you already have some of the components? What if you have an OBS and you want to do stage one and a half injectors, a turbo, an intercooler, a fuel system, an HPOF tuning, um, all the stuff it takes to make for that kind of a build, right? Um, but you already have a fuel system and you already have a turbo, but you don't have an intercooler. It's like, well, how do we put that together? You know, what if your turbo choice was really bad and you're basing your injector choice on the turbo choice? Well, that's, we've, we've talked about that. My camera just turned off. Hold up. We're still, still rolling. Still rolling. Eh. Is it going to come back? Hello? <laughs> I don't know why it just turned off. Okay. Sorry. All right. Uh, where were we at? Power packages. That was like jarring. I don't know what to do when stuff like that happens. Why did it just turn off again? <laughs> we may end up just doing this uh, audio only. I don't understand what's happening right now. Um, hang on. Stay on, please. This is ruining my set. Will you stop it? Ruining this entire show. Okay. Stay. Stay. Just like a dog. If it turns off again, guys, I apologize. Just keep listening. I'm not going to keep dealing with this. All right, here we go. So with packages, there's issues with like, okay, well, I can say these are all the parts that are actually going to be necessary. And these are the parts you should probably choose to make like a power goal. Um, but I can't because maybe you already have some components. And so we have to give you the ability to not choose them along with, uh, like, well, how many options do we give? Because then it's more confusing. So like stage one package, right? Let's say a stage one injector. Well, do we give the option for a T4 kit for OBS trucks? I mean, most people probably don't need that. Um, especially cause they're so expensive now. And, uh, how many fuel system options do we give like seven, like all the options? Um, like that's not, that's not, that's not conductive. That's not, um, like productive and somebody trying to find an answer. So like making those choices is quite difficult. Um, and there's always someone will, who will see it like differently than how we presented it. But we try to understand the data and that's the important part. And, uh, and this is something that like people, and the reason I bring up packages is because it's something that like I don't make sense of. What makes sense is that you understand the parts you need and you purchase them. Like a, the package doesn't matter at that point because you have to understand the parts. Um, but that isn't like, I also know that, you know, like maybe the seven, three is just your, your work truck or your, like, it's not even your hobby. You just want to fix it or whatever. Um, and so you don't want to have to try to like dig through hours and hours of podcasts and, you know, documentation or whatever to figure out what the right parts are. I get all that. And we're trying to figure out a way to solve it, to make it as simple as possible. So basically all the products on our store are going to have like very accurate, Camera just turned off again. I, I apologize, guys. I, I'm not going to try to figure out what's going on. But audio still works. Um, 
Packages are important because that's how people like to shop. It makes sense. It's like, all right, well, here's a combination of parts that, that are going to work for me. So we're going to continue with them, but we're going to give a lot better information. We're going to give better information on how to choose the parts and all that. All that to say, and this is the part that's for shops. Um, we're at a point where it is extremely difficult to consistently keep up with the information of like product pricing and product availability. Like it's really hard to keep up with, especially like like most online retailers, unless they're very large and they're their own, they're their own warehouse distributor. Like if they are their own distributor, um, if if you're not that large, like XDP, right, or Alligator Performance, then most of what's getting shipped um, is going from a uh, a another warehouse distributor of some kind, and that may even be XDP. And this is really hard um, for small shops to figure out how to manage the data when you have, you know, let's say, ten thousand products that need to be easily available, right? Uh, Maybe at a minimum, like five thousand, if you stick to one brand of vehicle, uh, it's impo- it is actually impossible to profitably manage that data manually. So it has to be done um, with some sort of data uh, aggregation and, uh, and then some sort of tooling with like manage, like connecting to APIs for like at at a minimum uh, keeping pricing and and quantities of up to date. And then you deal with more nuances of, well, you know, if that product maybe isn't warehoused at that, uh, at that distributor but it's available as like a drop ship so it'll drop ship from the manufacturer instead of the distributor that happens a lot right now because they're barely keeping up anyway well then the warehouses need to keep up with the product data from the manufacturers to know when they're going to be available it's it's re- it's like it's ridiculously hard to keep track of it especially for a small company and so having a uh, a uh, api integration and api like aggregation tool for um, connecting to these warehouse distributors is very important um, and that doesn't solve the issue of working with small companies like Full Force, Unlimited, Casey Turbos, um, you know, the the smaller companies that, that don't necessarily have, um, like they don't work with warehouse distributors, you work directly with that shop. Um, so we don't know like stock, timeline, whatever. Um, and it's all manual at that point. But the shops or the online retailers that are going to exist going into the future are going to be the manufacturers themselves that sell direct to consumer. Um, and they find a very good path for managing expectations. And it's going to be bigger online retailers that have the ability to automate nearly everything, mostly because of pricing and product, um, availability. I'll give an example of like ARP. Right, so ARP products like their studs and like your fasteners, they're available um, in uh, in like batches. So they'll they'll run batches uh, of a certain product, and so like seven three head studs, they were out of stock for like months, like very hard to find, like national back order for months, and then like right like specifically right now, as of like you know. May 30th, 2022, they're very easy to find because they ran a batch of them. And so, you know, we work with many, many warehouses, uh, warehouse distributors that uh, some of them have like 
10 sets. Some of them have, they've pinned for, you know, 50 sets of them, a hundred sets, whatever. And so the ability to pull that data as they're available and have it be instantly reflected on your store is the important part. And that's where the disconnect between um, just a person wanting to sell parts and a, uh, in a shop's ability to uh, properly offer, show what's offered or what's available to the consumer, um, like you're going to have to figure this out. So um, my offer right now is like if any uh, small shops out there, if you're interested in trying to make sure that you can kind of stay up to date with what's going on, which is very important for your business to exist, um, we've spent a ton of time uh, a ton of time building and searching for and meetings with, um, companies that help us do this. And I'm more than happy to offer, you know, bits of advice, you know, wherever it's useful to other shops, uh, on what it looks like, you know, going forward and maybe tools that you can look into, um, to try to stay sustainable, but I'm not going to hold your hand either. And this leads into the next thing. And, uh, Maybe, maybe tech, a tech person, um, like, like a, uh, production person is going to make sense one of these days. Cause we have a show running with no video. Huh. We're looking to hire two people. Okay. Right now, two people. And I'm not, I, I thought about it. We were going to run a, um, you know, set up like a way to apply and submit your, or submit your, um, your resume and all that. I'm not doing that. I, because, let me tell you the two positions. So one of them is going to be um, a experienced, somebody that's very experienced in um, e-commerce and also in noticing future uh, like growth and problems. So somebody who's very willing to help us see the problems and find solutions for them. And that is going to take someone who has actually has experience in, um, any commerce. And, uh, and that is going to be for a operations role. So, um, like coordination, uh, data management, um, it's going to be, it's going to be a lot of work, um, because we have a lot of tools that we're in the middle of building and a lot of tools are in, you know, that we've purchased and companies we're working with, um, to build things out. And, uh, it, it's not going to be easy, but it is going to be, I, we pay well. Um, I will pay the right price for the right person. And I'm not setting a cap on that. That could be, um, a lot, or it could be a little bit, but I think it's going to be a lot because I do want the right person. So if you have good experience in e-commerce, um, especially if you have experience in automotive, although that isn't totally necessary, um, what's necessary is uh, is technology and innovation. That's more than anything, the important part for this. Um, the second role is customer service. And this definitely is going to require somebody who is very good with um, communicating, um, very cool under pressure, uh, very good at listening, and very slow to anger. Um, the the job roles I, I will lay out probably over the next couple of weeks, um, maybe a better outline of exactly what we're looking for because I do want to target the right people. But if you or somebody you know might be interested in um, one of these two roles, they're both remote. You don't have to be local in Alaska. 
Um, we are looking for the right people and we will take as long as it takes to find them. Um, the customer service job, definitely going to be a lower paying job than the um, operations, um, which likely the right person is going to be operations manager. Um, but it is definitely going to be a very, very smooth, like fairly easy job in that uh, my requirements are, they're high and that you're good at customer service and they are low in that like I don't require your presence. I'm, a, I'm an, definitely an advocate for um, working the way that actually is useful for people. So uh, those are two positions. What you need to do if you or somebody want to apply for one of those two or discuss more of what we're looking for, I'm happy to leave that open. Um, you can send an email to dusty at 1023diesel.com. Uh, I, you can send a resume. You can send uh, more than that. Um, but the way that I see it is resumes, they are important somewhat, but makes what's more important is finding people that are competent. Um, and, uh, and I think that'll be very easy to determine by the way that they decide to listen to, um, the simple instructions on this and how they decide to uh, present themselves. That's going to be a key indicator and why I'm not leaving a way to apply to it. So you can send a, uh, an interest inquiry to Dusty, D-U-S-T-Y, at 1023Disa.com. Um, if you guys want to learn more about like the back end of the industry, I know we sort of got into it a little bit, and that was the intent the whole time, but now it's getting long, and we didn't cover a lot. Um, let me know. Leave comments. It's really important you leave comments uh, on YouTube that you, um, like if you're on Apple Podcast, you know, go like it. Just hit the star. If you've got an iPhone or a Mac, or whatever, and using Apple Podcast, go like it. There's a couple of dillweeds who have decided that they just have it out for me, and they're just going to go dislike everything that we do. And I would really appreciate if we can combat that with people that do appreciate it. Um, leave a comment there, too, on Apple Podcast. And uh, and share the show. If it's something that you find useful, share the show. And uh, I definitely appreciate you your um, criticism and direction and what's actually um, useful to everyone. You can send us an email to media, M-E-D-I-A, at 1023diesel.com, and uh, we will talk to you guys soon.